Rock's Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Rolling on a Friday, getting you ready for NFL football tomorrow. Of course, Cowboys on Sunday. Jordan Ronan, great to have you from uh, NFL Nation covers uh, at ESPN. I've seen some of these TV reports. I like your attitude. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like some of the stuff I'm seeing on Twitter. I mean, unlike some of these reporters who kind of, oh, I can't, you know, I can't throw out an opinion. I, I, you bring a little talk radio to Twitter, and I like that. I've always loved. Well, I love the. That's right. The, that's Matt, you throw you throw the grenade, and then you walk away. You know, it's like the uh, Frank Drebin uh, meme. You know, from uh, Naked Gun, where you just like the the fire is right behind you. you. Just throw it, and you go, and you walk away. Well, nice Drebin. Yeah, yeah. I could. You got me thinking of all kinds of references. Unfortunately, <laughs> the couple that couple that come to mind, I can't really get into. Uh, this is going to be first. There's nothing <laughs> to see here. It's like a dead body of an outline chalk outline on the on the pavement. Man, you're younger than I am. You were really young when that came out. I'm trying to think how I was just remember snickering. Yeah, I must have been in was. high school. You were probably in junior high or something. But my gosh, maybe, th- maybe. that was funny. Uh, Naked Gun, obviously the uh, movie. I, this is going to be a fun matchup, uh, Eagles yeah, and Giants. And I, I like kind of the, the the response. I think Saquon even immediately when he found out the matchup was just just kind of threw something out. You know, Philadelphia. And, and even, Dan, you know, I the quarterback, DJ, they call him there, Dan, Daniel Jones, it's, it's like he – I was watching an interview, and he kind of bring he has some Eli vibes, doesn't he? He's, he's oh, not a lot of Eli. <laughs> he is. He is mini Eli for sure. Oh yeah. It's funny to watch him really and, and watch him interact. Although what he did last week, that's un Eli like. Eli could move around a little bit in the pocket, but no, my goodness, like he can't r- get out in the open field and run like this guy. Uh, but you seem to think, Matt. Matt yeah, there's there's a uh, he he's. In the same range, running wise, this season as Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. So I know people don't wow. view it that way. I mean, that's really what he is. He's, he's fifth in quarterback rushing, but he's like within like fifty yards of those two guys, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Like that's how that's how well he runs the football. That's how big a weapon it is. And uh, I don't think people really fully comprehend how much how big a part of his game that has become under Brian Dayball this season. And he's 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 elusive. I mean, those guys, you know, who you just described, Josh Allen. I'm thinking of him, and he can run, but he's got a yeah, lumbering run, run about him. Yeah, he's a, he's more of like a Roethlisberger type runner, uh, where 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 Daniel will run around you a little bit, and 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 it, this is run uh, through. you'd be surprised, Matt. I played golf with him one time. Uh-huh. He's huge. I mean, I hit the ball pretty far. I hit the ball like 280, 290. And I look like I wasn't even hitting the ball compared to him. I mean, he's 6'5", 220, you know, easy. Easy 220, 225. Like, he's a big guy. I mean, he was hitting the ball like 330. He was just pounding it. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's huge. He's just absolutely pulverizing the ball. He's a big dude. I don't think you realize, like, he doesn't exactly run the same way as Josh Allen. He's almost close to the same size. I really don't think people recognize that about him. 
Yeah. Maybe it's because of, like, that quiet kind of personality, all shucks. I mean, y'all are asking him about, what do you think about that crowd? What's it going to be like? And he's like, well, it's a divisional game. I mean, we've played <laughs> them before. <laughs> but they have not yeah, had yeah, yeah, a lot. This is the public perception that he gives off. Yet the other day, the last practice of the Giants week, right, Daniel uh-huh. Jones is breaking down, breaking down the team. And what does he do before the, the, you know, they go out on the field before practice? He breaks them down by doing the gritty, okay? <laughs> Daniel Jones did the gritty. The team went nuts, and they went out on the field and practiced. So he's got more to him than you see. But publicly, yeah, he does have that oh shucks Eli. But trust me, there's a lot more to Daniel Jones than that, and you've heard it from guys before. I think it was his first career game. He went down in the game when he scored in Tampa Bay, and he said, you know, let's F and go in the huddle. Like, that's there's more to him. Tell yeah. Him. A little something to him. I like that. Jordan Ronan joining us from ESPN. You see him on TV. You read him. I mean, I know you still write, but you love that TV because you always were a great dresser. But the minute they started putting you on the network, you know, TV, boy, the dre- the, those, those uh, coats, the suits went up to a different level. I mean, you've surpassed you know, even Ed Werder in that area, I think. Don't tell Ed I said that. <laughs> my buddy Mike Garofalo at the NFL Network used to cover the Giants so we went out to dinner with him once and his wife and my wife was there as well and I remember it's something that sticks in my head and she said you know dressing nice is something that really creates a common bond with the players and I was like oh really okay and I'm telling you it does it works it's a it's a big thing so that, that there's a lot there's more behind it you know there's always there's always a, a a reason for it, right? It's not just to, to look good. There, there's a there's a benefit to it. I'm trying to think of what Garofolo used to dress like, and I I was a big fan of Mike as well. But Mike sort of brought the uh, the dress shirt with the slacks. Yeah, I can't remember. Did he put the tie on? Yeah, he was a skinny tie guy, I believe. Oh, skinny. With well, one, he's always with one of those beret with one of those beret type hats. Uh huh. He was doing that New TV. York Italian type beret hat. Yeah, and he was the one that ran off to live in like Hoboken or somewhere real bohemian like that before it was even. I think he, he was still like, lives there. Yeah, yeah that he still did, lives there. That does not shock <laughs> me uh, at all. Him and Eli. Tell me about tell tell <laughs> and Eli are over there. Boy, the Eli and and Peyton. I mean, they 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 have it figured out. Why do I want to commit to a full season? of being broadcaster, even though there are millions, obviously, in, in it, uh, that that just kind of having fun in the split screen and having guests, that is the way to go. And, and boy, I think Peyton has been genius. They would pay him any amount to come and do games, <laughs> but he doesn't have – but he, he can just have fun and still make yeah. enormous money, so I think that's smart. Hey, tell me about Dayball. I, I, I just I'm, – I'm kind of fascinated – what has happened with that organization in a hurry? And I saw you kind of joking like this this Gettleman, maybe people trying to look back and go, oh, maybe we should give him more credit. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're not. We're going to maybe upgrade him from an F to a D minus, I think, <laughs> is your line on that. But now, yeah, did, that did, Day, did Dayball just come in there and and just bring all sorts of credibility? Because think about it, some of those hires were embarrassing. 
I mean, just just yeah. ran just random dudes that they brought in there that couldn't get it going. <laughs> And and then Dayball, and you never know. You're like, because you're like, well, he's okay. He's been around Saban. He's been around these other people. How's this gonna go? But man, so it seems George like. Judge, by the way, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, that's George, true. George was around Belichick and Saban. That's what his career is built on. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But but, but why no, do you? Why has it worked so well? You know, Matt. Honestly, the ultimate deodorant to everything is winning, and that's really what it's what it all comes down to. So. You know, he the message is kind of very similar to what Joe Judge preached, right? I mean, uh, worry about today. You know, the next game is the biggest game. It's so Belichickian and and Saban. Like, you know, Brian Dable gets up there at the podium after every game, and you know, how did Daniel Jones play? We asked him this week. He played good. He played he played pretty good. It's like, huh? What? I mean, we all just watched. He was basically perfect in that game, right, against Minnesota. And and he's good, very good. I mean, it's just it's all by the playbook. But you know, he's able to create these personal relationships with the players and earn their trust. And then once you do that, and you start winning, right? They're like, oh, okay, we're winning. You know what he's telling us is working. So let's, you know, we're we'll completely buy into it. Whereas if let's say Josh McDaniel right goes and he tries the same thing. And they start losing. Everyone's yeah. like, he just thinks he's another Belichick. So I think the fact that he was able to win right away has been one of the most important things that happened to this team because they won week one in Tennessee, a dramatic game. They go for the two-point conversion uh, instead of k- kicking the extra point to tie late in the game. Like, that was a huge turning point for this organization. And I think it's really just sort of steamrolled from there. And uh, – you know, he's earned everybody's trust in the entire organization from the top down. And uh, now we're sitting here. And, look, the X's and O's, he's great at the X's and O's. Him and Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale have done a tremendous job. I think going into every game, they pretty much have an advantage from that standpoint of extracting and maximizing the, the talent that they have on this roster. They're getting the most out of this roster that you can humanly possibly get, in my opinion. Boy, I love it, and and they'll try it on the, on defense. They're going to try to get after Jalen Hurts. I think I saw today they've sacked him seven times this season. Sometimes quarterbacks who move around a little bit will get sacked a bunch. It's not like, you know, Brady had that horrible game against the Cowboys, but the ball always comes out. He does not get sacked very much, even when he's behind a bad offensive line. A guy like Hurts used to be that way with Vic. They will get sacked a lot. What is the thought yep. process against Hertz and and when they've had success against him? What what's happening with that uh, with that pass rush? It seems like they're pretty good with some of their stunts, and it also seems like they've really used the blitz a lot uh, yeah. to to try to get home against Hertz. Well, no, forget the Hertz. No team has used the blitz more this season than the New York Giants in Week Martindale, forty two percent. That's an NFL high. Like he's going to blitz. He's going to be aggressive. That's what he's going to do. Uh, he, his, his line is pressure uh, breaks pipes. Like, that's his philosophy, and he is admittedly saying, I'm not going to all of a sudden turn passive. Like, that's not what this defense is. That's not what he is. Now, the fact that Jalen Hurts is banged up just adds to the Giants' willingness to want to test him in this game because I spoke to Jared Davis's starting a linebacker for the Giants 
And what he said was, anytime a quarterback gets out and starts moving, your goal is you've got to hit that guy, right? You want to hit that guy. That's like a free opportunity to get hits on the quarterback. And it doesn't matter whether the guy is hurt or not. But now Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury on top of everything, right? Nobody really knows what is Jalen Hurts going to be in this game? Or is he going to be in the playoffs? We don't really know, right? Yeah, maybe he played in week 18, but they didn't really want to run him. They didn't really want him taking hits. How is he going to hold up when he has to take some hits in the playoffs here? Nobody really knows the answer to that. So what some several Giants told me is we want to be as physical as possible with him. You know, and, and that makes sense because, hey, if Jalen Hurts isn't 100%, you know, you can I can easily see the Giants, you know, shocking people in this game, at least keeping it close and potentially winning in Philadelphia. Like, that's a game changer if Jalen Hurts isn't the MVP caliber player that he was for most of this year. The Giants, can you imagine the Giants in the NFC title game maybe come to Dallas? I mean, that is just such a fun yeah. scenario to imagine. It's not we, we'd out love of the that. question. I know, it's I know. Not, I, you know, they're both underdogs, but I mean, we've seen these kind of things before. A lot of, a lot of people are saying, "Hey, it's 07 all over again." It's all seven oh seven all over again. I don't really yeah. see the the, the roster being 07. There was no like Michael Strahan's there, uh, you know, and like guys like Amani Toomer. Like you know, this isn't the, um, uh, Antonio Pierce. Like that Giants team was a little different, but they're sitting here right now. We're in mid-January, Matt. And the Giants are still playing. Yeah, man. The Giants can remember going to NFC title games and winning Super Bowls, though. The Cowboys can't. The Cowboys, there are whole <laughs> generations of people who have zero memory of that. I know. Because it certainly well, didn't happen. it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because for the Giants fans, so I came in 2013. I wasn't here for either of the Super Bowls. Anytime that it comes back to, like, they're 0-2 to start the season. Well, they were 0-2 and 0-7, like, that's just the, the gag reflex is always to go back to those years. And at least they had that. And it's, but it's been like that now for a decade. And you're like, well, they did it in a seven. They did it in 11. You're always like, okay, this team is not seven. This is not 11. Uh, but this is, to be fair, the closest they've come to it. Romo. Romo was at 07. Man, you know. And then one of those yeah, years in there. Me. That was Canty's first, Chris Canty's first playoff game. He was oh, telling me, wow. he's like, yeah, that was my first playoff game. I remember that one. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. that was something. That, that was something. It may have been <laughs> the infamous Cabo game where they had gone, they had taken that a little was. trip to Cabo, and boy, that did not go <laughs> over well. And then one of those years, uh, he he infamously said, "Well, if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me, I'm going to have a pretty good life after the after the Eagles put one on the Cowboys." And Tony w- learned really quickly what not to say. <laughs> that was he was, no, Jessica, Cal- was he was he was he with Jessica Simpson at the time? This might have been even post Jessica. This could have been like <laughs> no, I don't know. Carrie Underwood was in there somewhere, and then Jessica. Yeah, very interesting how all that. But, boy, he learned the hard way. Don't try to provide perspective after a bad loss like that to Philly, especially of all people. They just got it handed to him (laughs) by Philly, and he's in there trying to offer perspective. Well, this is the worst thing that ever happens to me. It's like, no, Tony, you can't – you cannot do that. Well, listen, how are you going to – what are you going to do? Are you going to take the train – you got uh, what's well, your? I live, uh, in, I live in Central New Jersey, so like you know Jersey Shore, like where yeah. you see the, the television show Jersey Shore. I'm like yeah, down here yeah. there, so 
I'm like an hour from Philly. I mean, this is an easy little commute. I'm going to be all right. Day, day, day there. Get home by you know late, late tomorrow night, and we'll see if I have to book a trip to San Francisco or Dallas. I'm actually going to, you know what? Just in case, book my hotel to Dallas and San Francisco tonight. You know, you never know. We could, we could be uh, meeting up next weekend and having a a more NFC East matchup with the uh, Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, three of the four teams from the NFC East this year. How about that? Wouldn't have well, thought that at the beginning of the season. My reporter buddies used to stay right here at my house, so it's always an option <laughs> for you, okay? Uh, Jordan, All safe right, travels. I'll, I'll have remember a, that. Yeah, have a great game tomorrow night, and uh, great having you on. really enjoyed it. Hey, Matt, thanks for having me, man. We'll catch up soon. Good okay, talk. sounds – you bet. You bet. There he goes. Jordan Ronan, one of the many guys up there in the uh, Giants land, Eagles land, became great friends with a lot of those guys. Uh, while I was covering the Cowboys, traveling around, and a uh, great guy and does a great job for ESPN on that beat. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show.